welcome to Happy Hour Bland. I'm Ashley. And I'm Kaylee. And hi, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Happy Monday. Yes. Even though <laughs> we're recording on a Tuesday, so it feels a little crazy. But you guys will hear this on Monday. So happy Monday. Hope everybody had a good weekend. Right. I did. Yeah, I did too. So Ashley, I thought of you. Um, right now, there's just a lot of like, advertising going on that I've been seeing on my social media feeds and obviously bland has really tried to up their social media game. So question for you, what social media influences you the most in terms of businesses that you use or purchase from LinkedIn or Instagram? What, what would you say there? Um, so I'd say personally, personally, I'd say Instagram for me, just because personally I spend most of my time on Instagram after my son goes to bed just scrolling through there and I'll see sponsored stuff. Um, before the whole COVID thing, I'd say podcasts had a huge influence on me just for the ones I listen to but when I get ready for work and whatnot. They would talk about a new face cream or a new workout mm-hmm. or a new product, you know, like beef jerky or, you know, something that would just kind of intrigue me. Um, but being during quarantine, being more on the computer for business, um, for social media, I would say business-wise, I spend most of my time on LinkedIn, which I never thought I'd say, but I think it's more kind of a business place and there's less like sponsored ads. I mean, sure, you can have some that come up, but the Facebook just kills me. Sometimes I'll be talking to somebody about something or swear to God, I'll think about it. It'll just show up (laughs) on my feed and I'm like, I didn't even search that. Like, it's really creepy. But yeah, so personally, I'd say Instagram podcast for me. Business-wise, I'd say LinkedIn and, and probably podcasts as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, my answers are really similar. I would say, I think lately it has been Instagram. Um, the nice thing about LinkedIn is, you know, a lot of times it's your connection sharing different businesses and posts and things like that. So it's kind of like a ref and on non-formal referral. So I think that's nice to see sometimes, but yeah, I don't know. It just, for some reason, Instagram is really, it's just been, I don't know, the, the, the main source for me these days. So, all right. Well, today we are excited. We have a new guest that has not been on the podcast yet. So we are excited. Yes, we do Kaylee. And as always, we love new guests and today's topic is very relevant. So we're excited. So today we are going to talk about single audits. And you know, I always love to like come up with a song, match it up with accounting. So for today, it's all the single audits, you know, from Beyonce, all the single ladies, but today it's all the single audits. So I'm excited about that. And I have a feeling most of our listeners might not actually know what a single audit is. So we've recruited our firm's expert to give us some information. Yes, we have Nick Eaker, CPA, CFE, and manager at Bland joining us today. Hi, Nick. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. A little background for our listeners on Nick is he joined Bland and Associates immediately after earning a BS, BA in business administration and accounting from Nebraska Westland in 2007. Nick has since worked his way up from associate to manager, a position he took in 2015. Nick is a certified public accountant, a certified fraud examiner, and he holds an advanced single audit certificate. The man knows this topic inside and out. Mm-hmm. He's a family man with the cutest little boys and most amazing, awesome wife. Yes. 
So, Nick, welcome. We're excited to have you. We like to ask our guests a random question so we can kind of keep you on your toes and we get to know you better. Our listeners get to know you better. So, Nick, if you could have any other job other than being an accountant and time and resources were not an issue, what would you be? Probably some sort of like sports broadcaster, something, something to do with athletics. That's good. I thought you would say like professional tennis player. So I feel like in my mind, I was close. <laughs> that's true. I, I know my own limitations though. That's, that's too <laughs> <laughs> You're still being realistic. Just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Before we forget, let's do the quote of the episode. Kaylee, do you have something for us today? I do. Yes. So a journey of a thousand steps begins with a single step. And that's from Lao Cha, which you guys have probably seen his name before. He's a Chinese philosopher, and it's spelled L-A-O-T-Z-U, but it's pronounced Lao Cha. And he was very wise, and this just really spoke to me with what's currently going on, having some larger projects that I'm working on. Sometimes that can feel daunting and overwhelming, and you're, you're not sure where to start. And so knowing that if you just start somewhere, you you know, can ultimately accomplish what, what might seem to be impossible. And so, um, yeah, that just really spoke to me this week. I agree. I'm the same way. Sometimes I overanalyze or think like if I have a big project, writing it all down and thinking how it's going to flow through thinking what my next, and then sometimes I'm just like, okay, just get started. And then it just kind of flows. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, all right, well, let's, let's get into the episode here. And the reason we asked today's guest, on is because single audits are going to become more common in these next couple of years. Like I mentioned earlier, a lot of people probably have never even heard the term single audit. And for healthcare providers, I've been receiving funding from the CARES Act through uh, the Department of Health and Human Services. If they have received distributions from the provider relief fund that exceeds $750,000 they will likely be eligible for single audit. So we wanted to bring our firm's expert on today and just go through at a high level some information about single audits so people can start to become more familiar with what it is, some of the terminology, and how to prepare. So, Nick, can you just tell us at a high level, what is a single audit? Single audit is basically, it's a compliance audit. It's basically auditing if you receive an award from a federal agency or a federal grant, it's basically just testing, did you spend that money on what you said you're gonna spend that money on? Did you follow the steps in the grants that you agreed to when you when you kind of accepted that, that federal award? Yeah, so, that's a good way of describing it. So then I guess who would need a single audit? Um, kind of like Kaylee kind of touched on it real quick about anybody who's receiving more than $750,000 of federal expenditures. And that's not just in one grant. If you have 10 grants from a federal agency that are each $80,000 each, uh, that give you $800,000 of federal expenditures, you would qualify for a single audit. It doesn't have to be one single grant that, that kind of eclipses that, that uh, $750,000 threshold. Okay, are there, are there some organizations that are more likely to need a single audit than others? Not necessarily. Most of the grants that we see, I mean, Mentioning HHS in the COVID world, I'd probably actually say they're probably going to see more single audits just because the amount of federal money that's that's floating around that is going to require an audit. But uh, single audits are pretty standard across any sort of 
federal agency HUD, Department of Interior. Okay. Yeah, so. Good to know. Yeah, and one thing I want to add that I had talked with Nick about last week for our healthcare provider clients is you may be receiving some of the funding directly from the federal government and some of it may be passed through from the state or a county government. And if it has a federal source, it may count towards your $750,000 total. So that's just something to be mindful of is if you're receiving this, this pass through money, you'll want to let your accountant know that you've gotten that money in conjunction with the federal money. So all of that can be evaluated in terms of whether or not you need an audit. So Nick, tell us a little bit about what a single audit involves, you know, from a client's perspective. Yep. So each single audit is going to kind of have its own specific set of requirements. Uh, I'll touch on a couple of the ones that are, they're more consistent than pretty much every grant's going to see. Uh, the biggest one's going to be allowability. It goes back to the federal government agreed to give you this money for this purpose. Did you spend that money kind of the way a, a reasonable or prudent person would to accomplish that goal? It's basically just testing over. It's like, did you spend this money to service your enrollees or did you buy a new big screen TV for your office? It's just kind of sure that money is kind of going to where it needs to go. And then also usually there's the biggest part is spending the money the way it's supposed to be spent. But then there's also one-off requirements that the granny agencies will require, such as you have to file certain reports with uh, whoever's giving you kind of that money. So you can kind of keep them updated saying, here's, here's what we spent the money on. Here's when we did it. Uh, they might have some more specific questions kind of depending on what the grant is. But the general theme is, did you spend it and how you should, did you report it back to the granny agency kind of going from there. So does each single audit, can they happen throughout the year or like, is there a certain due date? Uh, a typical due date for a single audit is, is nine months after your fiscal year end. Uh, for like the not-for-profit world, which I think we're kind of focusing on, that'd be pretty standard. Um, you can see some other due dates if you're more of a state and local government, but nine months is pretty standard. And it's usually completed as part of your, if you're already getting a financial statement audit done, they'll be completed at the same time. Okay. Um, do you have any general tips we can share with the listeners who might be preparing for a single audit for maybe their first time? Oh, yeah. The biggest thing is just whenever you receive that federal money, whenever you spend it, you just want to separately account for that. Because when you get audited, you need to be able to show, here's the expenses that we spent this federal money on. And here's why we're, we feel that we are in compliance with our grant. We can spend the money the way we did. It just needs to be separately tracked, separately monitored. And then it does get uh, separately reported in the single audit. All right. Well, I don't know that we have any other questions for Nick. We there's a lot of nuance, and I, and Nick mentioned that each each single audit can be different in terms of what grants have been received and what some of the compliance requirements were. So we didn't want to provide a ton of detail here. We really just wanted to get the message out to providers that. Number one, if you're receiving this HHS money and the dollars are starting to add up in terms of how much relief you're getting, you may be eligible for this audit. And I, it's just important for you to have an awareness of, of what this audit is and what you may need to be providing to support your compliance with some of these things. And we can take care of the rest. Honestly, you don't, you don't, our listeners don't have to be experts in single audit. We just want you to have an awareness and do what you can on your end to prepare 
for these single audits to make it go smoother when it is performed. So Nick, I thought you explained it really well. That's one thing that we struggle with sometimes on the podcast is trying to explain things in not accounting lingo. And I thought you did a really great job of doing that. So thank you for all that information today. I think that will be really helpful for our listeners. Oh, yeah, no problem. All right. Well, thanks again, Nick. If any of you have any questions and you want to get in touch with either Nick or Kaylee, um, please don't hesitate to reach out to us and we can get you in touch with either one of them. So... Yeah, as always, if you enjoyed the podcast today, please visit our website, www.blandcpa.com, and leave us a note. We'd also love if you could rate and review the podcast on whichever app you use to listen today. We would truly be grateful. So, friends, with that, be informed, be inspired, and be awesome. Bye. Guys. Bye.